Since these ones arrived, this territory has been an endless stream of mercenaries seeking reward and bringing destruction. Then why did you guide me? They do not belong here. Those that live here come to seek peace. There will be no peace until they're gone. Then why do you help? I have never met a Mandalorian. I've only read the stories. If they are true, you will make quick work of it. Then there will again be peace. I have spoken. And here we go. It's the comic, the comic, comic, comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies. We're nerdy, a new bully. I'm your host Leroy, aka Baby Yoda, uh, with my co-host. This is Eli, aka Moose Knuckles. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the Princess Bride. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, we're back with another episode, and it is a lot of shit we did this weekend. We're gonna just cover to get it knocked out because uh, I think next week isn't Thanksgiving next week. Is it next week? Yeah, yeah, I think next so. week. It's, it's a holiday we don't even pay attention to anymore. We we at least used to pretend like we cared about Thanksgiving, but now nobody even cares anymore. Like yeah. Black Friday is the holiday we're celebrating next week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to all that. Uh, Eli, before we get into it, let's talk about some some lighthearted news that I saw. Well, I won't even say like lighthearted; it's just interesting. Uh, right. So, was it People Magazine? They released their Sexiest Man Alive of 2019 or whatever. Okay, and it was it was interesting because oh, just to let you know, nobody from Outright Geekery wanted. Sorry, <laughs> especially you know when Ryan Gomer was in that pimp suit in a wedding, you know in in April. I thought for sure, yeah, he was going to be in the running. You know, what but, about Adam Wade Adams? I heard he's pretty. He's in shape, isn't he? He he posted a gym pic one time. <laughs> I, I didn't even know because I was I was like, okay, get, damn, you know, like like he's always talking about you know watching his girlish figure and not eating junk food and. Diet yeah, like he actually shit. posed like a gym selfie one time so like that. Okay, I'm gonna step my game up, man. You know, <laughs> but no, none of us won. Apparently, the winner was singer John Legend. Now, okay, I didn't think anything about it. like okay, yeah, good looking guy, yeah, whatever. But no, Eli, it doesn't work like that. The internet went nuts. The internet okay. hates this pick. Oh, uh, apparently, women don't find him sexy. To be the sexiest man alive. You know, one woman even quoted, and I saw this as a tweet, if that's the sexiest man alive, then I'm going to go lesbian. Because <laughs> I was about to say, what about dudes? Do dude, the gay guys like him? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I, I think gay guys would like him. Okay. You know, I guess. I don't know. Oh, gay guys, uh, tune in to us and let us know who you think sexiest man alive is. Yeah. Probably Gomer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my thing is, uh, they went in on him, and I was like, "Damn! If you're gonna go in that that hard on him, then 
Maybe he shouldn't even win the award, you know. <laughs> of course, you know the 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 usual picks they wanted. You know, they wanted Idris Elba and Brad Pitt and all the stuff like that. Oh, you know who the number one pick was, Eli? That's why I wanted to talk about this. What's up? Your boy. Your oh, cousin. Yeah? My cousin. <laughs> Jason De Niro? Oh. <laughs> Wait, who? Robert De Niro? <laughs> no, but I mean, he probably won it like hundred years ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 30 years ago. Yeah, who knows? You know what the weirdest choice I ever saw? I actually re-researched on this and found out. Nick Nolte won Sexiest Man Alive one year. No shit. Yeah, I was like... That back in 48 Hours was big. Yeah, right? I guess 48 Hours, Nick Nolte was... That's, that's how crazy the 80s were. Nick Nolte was a sex symbol. <laughs> so, right. I guess, whatever. <laughs> so, Momoa, Jason Momoa, okay, Jason yeah. Momoa, that's what I meant to say. Jason Momoa, everybody wanted Jason Momoa. There were so many tweets like, did Jason Momoa die? Why didn't he pick it? You know, I was like, you know what? That would have been pretty interesting. Eli, I know Eli for for good reason. If Jason Momoa would have won Sexiest Man Alive, you would have had a little bit more pep in your step the next day. <laughs> I mean, like, hell yeah, man. I like, I gotta step up my game. <laughs> like, hey, you know, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's native. Six men alive. So am I. Yeah, I got long hair. I got the beard. I just don't got the abs. There you go. That's okay. When they make the comic book bullies lifetime, you know, documentary movie, <laughs> he's gonna play you anyway. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's hey, we talked about that long enough. Sure. Cool. Let's jump. <laughs> we got so I, much. I, I I I regret not taking notes on the sexiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you will know next time, Eli. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll put that in my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the unexpected. Okay. So now we're just going to jump into the podcast. We got so much shit we got to cover. We just want to just dive into it. Uh, Eli, we're going going right into the box office numbers and give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? You know what? I have no idea what came out. Anything new come out? Yeah. Oh yeah, Disney movie. Technically, because they they own everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 20th Century Fox movie, but yeah, let's say it's a Disney movie. Okay. Okay, so the movie is for versus Ferrari. Oh okay. Eli, I want no, to see no, this movie. It looks good. Well, James Mangold, shit, he makes he made Logan. He also Walk made he also made Wolverine too. He did make that, yeah. But he walked the line. Hey, you know everybody, everybody has their you know. Uh, everybody has a past. I know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their fucking uh, shitty movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just that that's his, so that's fine. So now here's the thing, Eli. This is the reason I wanted to watch the movie so bad, because it's actually based on a real story. It actually happened. And I found out about this story while playing Gran Turismo 3. Oh, shit. It was one of the, you know, like when they have like these special races and stuff like that. So they had one of these races and they had this long, you know, storyline or narration that was there. And I read all this shit, like the whole dialogue. I'm like, oh, that's interesting as hell. Okay. <laughs> Ferrari tried to make a car and the Ford, I think was the Ford GT. They tried to make the Ford GT, call it the Ferrari killer. So you riding as a Ford GT in the game and how you beat that level is to race the Ferrari. I was like, it's cool as hell had to rec- recreated the whole you know track and everything on it so that's why i wanted to see this movie like okay grand turismo has me hyped about this that's what i wanted to see uh also something i want to talk about grand turismo also i love the game oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay remember iron man 2 i know you tried to delete it from your yeah. memory because it's not real simple yeah. okay <laughs> so remember when he fought uh 
with Flash. Mickey Rourke, whatever his name is. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Okay, the track that they fought on Out in, uh, is actual track in Gran yeah. Turismo Three. Yeah, what's that? What's the place called? Monaco or whatever. Man, man, yeah, I think you said it right. Yeah, yeah, real track. And matter of fact, I even knew I raced the track so much, I knew exactly where they were on the track when they fought. <laughs> Took screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost recreated it with that same car and uploaded on YouTube, but I was like, that's a little bit too much trouble. I don't have that much time on my hands. If I did, that'd be a problem. Uh, okay. Number two, Midway. Okay, I, I kind of want to see that, too. I kind of want to see it, too. It's uh, not doing what they thought it was going to do. They're saying that they're calling it a flop, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I watched uh, on Netflix, there's a, a documentary on Spitfire, uh, called Spitfire, which is about the UK World War II planes. Oh, really? Um, yeah, uh, and they're all their battles with you know Germany and the ME109s and all that stuff. Pretty interesting. I, I'm I'm I kind of I've always sort of found dogfights like the aerial dogfights of World War II kind of interesting. So I used to watch that show Dogfights on the History Channel. Um, Didn't know that was a show. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and I remember watching the very first Midway movie with my dad like way back when I was a little kid. You know, and that was. Uh, you know, the Battle of Midway, a lot of, uh, you know, the Pacific, and uh, a lot of dogfights, a lot of aerial fighting, you know. It was basically star, the Star Wars of uh I mean, that's where battle. George Lucas got it from. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Death Star upsetting. Battle of World War II. Yeah. That he, was. <laughs> he was yeah. trying to recreate the imagery just in space, that's all. Yeah, so, so um, but yeah, I kind of want to see Midway. I, I'd like to check it. I wouldn't mind checking it out. Well, better I better see go before, see it before, yeah, it, before they get <laughs> bombing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three. Ooh, this one hurts. This is a new one, Eli. Charlie's Angels. Oh, shit. Fuck that. Yeah. No one cares about that movie. And, and that looks like even shit. A... Did you see the fucking trailer for that? I did. And I was like, this uh, movie looks like shit. Yeah. I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the thing is, I think the director or somebody is blaming the movie because they're saying it was an all-female cast and the reason Captain Marvel <laughs> and Wonder Woman succeeded was because they were you know, did it uh, cater to the male demographic because they were already in, you know, male universes and stuff like that. And what Charles Angels just, whatever. Nobody wants to see this shit. Yeah, no one wants to see a remake of a TV show that's like 40 years old. It's right. the reason why Dr. Sleep is bombing. Nobody knows who... <laughs> like you waited yeah. too long to do this shit. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you, like, here's the reason I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> oh, I specifically don't want to see this movie because of Kristen Stewart. I, okay. Oh, the Twilight shit? Yeah, yeah. The, the Twilight shit. Not that she did anything or said anything stupid like Brie Larson or anything like that. I just don't like her face. <laughs> That's just me. I just It's something about it. I just, you ever see somebody and you just look at them and like, I don't like that person. Yeah, her face smells. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. I just don't like her. That's all. She hasn't done anything to me? No. I, I, I guess, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not like overly thrilled about her. She, I can take her or leave her. I mean, I, mean, I got no thing. problem with her. And just know. seeing her on the trailer stuff like that, like, made me purposely avoid that movie. You know. <laughs> now, if it was, like, Naomi Scott is in the movie also. You know, the Pink Power Ranger and Jasmine from whatever Little Mermaid. No, Aladdin. No, I don't know, but okay. <laughs> okay, her. Now, if she was the lead, if she was the main person, that actually might have made me at least be sort of kind of halfway interested. I'm like, eh, Maybe. But the fact that Kristen Stewart was like, not only like was she the main person, she was all over the trailer. Like, for a couple of trailers I saw, it was just her. Like, the other two girls in there, you didn't even see them. I'm like, man, yeah. fuck this movie. It's going to be about her. Yeah, 
It was just annoying. It was just like a Kardashian commercial. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody, you know, the, the, the comic skaters, the get woke, go broke folks. Oh, they're just popping champagne at this movie flop. <laughs> <laughs> we won! Right. We did it! <laughs> I guess. Uh, what we got? Number four, playing with fire. I don't even know what that is. Is that that John Cena movie where they're firefighters in the oh, forest? Oh, yeah. John Lake was on. The little kids and shit. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, holiday movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's locked. Whatever. Uh, number five, Last Christmas. How many times are they going to remake this fucking movie? <laughs> Wait, no, that's Black Christmas. I'm talking. Well, that's coming too. They, they remade that again, yeah. And it's going to flop. <laughs> <laughs> Last Christmas, I think, is a new movie, but it flopped too, so it doesn't matter. Uh, number six, your movie, Dr. Sleep. Way down. Oh, I saw that. I saw it. That's right, you did. Yeah, we talk did a about review. It here. You talked about it on Geek Sav. I. I keep getting our podcast confused. Uh, give give a quick thing about it. Well, it's uh, Doctor Sleep, Stephen King. It is a sequel to The Shining. Um, now, The Shining is the movie is one of the greatest horror flicks of all time. I know it's forty years old and nobody gives a shit about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, this movie actually does a very good job, like catering to the fans of The Shining, but also bringing... It's not trying to be The Shining, but it's, it does a lot of fan service to The Shining. So if you're, fans of, if you're a fan of the original Shining movie, you're going to love this, especially the third act where they go back to the Overlook Hotel. But this is basically X-Men in a horror flick. It's a bunch of psychic-powered folk fighting each other. <laughs> it's, Nice. You know, and they deal with astral planes and all this shit. They go, they have these mind battles, like, you know, they're tracking each other through the astral, like Cerebro. It all reminded me of, like, Professor X and shit like that. You know, I was like, and yeah. Was, about Maybe he got this shit from the X-Men. Probably, because that's not, you know, Carrie, you know, The Shining, Firestarter, he, Dead Zone. He's always had characters that had some sort of psychic telekinetic abilities in his story. So, um, and of course, you know, hardcore Stephen King fans know the shared universe and all his stories sort of take place in this shared universe. So, um, so yeah, if you're, if you like The Shining, if you like the X-Men, I say check it out because this is, uh, it's quite fast paced. I know the first, The Shining is kind of slow and intense and it kind of, it boils and it builds up tension and shit. And kind of leaves things up to the viewer to interpretation, but this is more straightforward. It's not so who directed Kubert directed it, right? Yeah, Kubert directed the, yeah. the original. Um, this is more—I don't want to call it an action movie, but there are action scenes. It's just more straightforward, and it just picks up. Um, well, it begins directly right after The Shining, and they get like actors to play those old. They don't. They don't CGI them like, you know, like they do, like, um, like the Marvel movies where they de-age them and shit. Mm-hmm. No, they just get straight up new actors, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. And then um, so we deal with like the trauma that little Danny is feeling. And then he grows up and he's an adult and he's an alcoholic. He has that ability, the shining. It's a psychic ability, but he's been traumatized by the events of the Overlook Hotel in the first movie. So he's an alcoholic to uh, sort of numb the pain and not have to deal with his abilities. And then, but then he meets this little girl 
who has who's really super powerful. And she needs help because there's this group of evil psychic folks that are going around killing other psychics and feeding off their ability. They're like immortal. They're like vampires, so to speak. They're like feeding off the psychic power of the people with the shining. And they're after this little girl. So you have sort of like a team up, superhero team up against, you know, the brotherhood, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's too bad that it's flopping. I think people, um, who aren't familiar with the shining, which is like most kids these days aren't probably interested in it. But I think if they go and if they watch this movie, they would probably like it and then just go watch The Shining as sort of a prequel. You know, you don't have to know what happened in The Shining to know what happened in this movie because it's a completely different movie. But it helps. And if you're a fan of The Shining, it's cool. If I think they should have did a better job of marketing, I guess. Yeah. But I didn't really yeah. see any marketing out there for this movie. Yeah, I mean... And like, yeah, who, who's I, the star of this movie? It's Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's... And, that's... Um, uh, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Either way, it's just like uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's too bad that it's flopping. It's very, it's really well done. And like I said, if you're a fan of The Shining, check it out. If you're not, if you're into superheroes like X Men, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like an X Men movie, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. Uh, what do we? Oh yeah. Slap a score on it. Oh, I give it a four out of five. Cool, cool. Okay. Uh, number seven, The Good Liar. Whatever the fuck that is. It's a new movie. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, nothing but flops on this thing. Oh, except here. Now we hit Goldmine. Uh, number eight, Joker. Oh, I heard that. That's making all the money now. Yeah, it, it did it. We, we did it. We did it? We did it. Yeah, it, it's a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, I went and saw it, it again. <laughs> yeah, I saw it one saw more time. Yeah. So, yeah, you did it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it is actually the first R-rated movie ever to cross a billion dollars. Like, period. Wow, really? Not comic book movie, not whatever, whatever. Period. Oh, shit. So, that's insane. It's actually even the highest grossing uh, movie featuring the Joker to gross a billion dollars. It actually outgrossed The Dark Knight. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's weird that people are really digging on this movie. I, don't, I, mean, like, I knew it was going to do good, but not, it, it did it without China. Like, at all. Yeah, didn't it get banned in China? Yes. So oh, that's yeah. why I was like, there's no way this can do a billion, so I'm glad I didn't bet money on this, uh, otherwise I would have lost. You know, but yeah, yeah, it's no China, and and, then, and it wasn't like Black Panther. We know Black Panther did like 700 million in U.S. alone. wasn't like that. It only did like 300 million here, you know. But mm -hmm. did all this other money, you know, and money everywhere else. Yeah. Like, it's just, a, like, it's okay, but I don't think it's that good. Like, I don't think it's a billion dollars good. But, like, but then again, The Lion King made a billion dollars. Lion King, I mean, but like, Lion King has this nostalgia and it's G-rated. You take your kids to it. That's an R-rated movie. Yeah. The kids can't even go see this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it seems to really, like, people that I've talked to, like, oh, it's so good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, people call it a like, masterpiece, and like, you know, they're like, okay, it's fine. I don't think so, but okay. Sure, yeah, it's, it's okay. I don't think it's that good, but sure. <laughs> I mean, I saw it again just to take in the shots, the scenery. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a good-looking movie I, on the big screen. 
it's really nice. It's, especially I, I went and saw it on IMAX. So. Oh man, <laughs> well, don't worry. We're eventually gonna get one in 2020 sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So number nine, we have Maleficent. I finally said it. There yeah. you go. Good yeah. Job. Mistress of Evil. I won't try it again, but yeah, Mistress of Evil. So uh, it's not doing what Disney expected to do it. So apparently, whoever directed this movie. We'll be fed to the sharks with lasers on their heads. <laughs> They're off with their heads. Right. And number 10, Harriet, down at the bottom. Everybody keeps saying Harriet flopped. Harriet didn't flop. They they made this money, the movie for almost nothing. Okay. So yeah. whatever they make is pretty much profit in the, in the pocket. So it's cool. I think it did like $31 million. It's fine. Fine. Everybody's freaking out, but it's fine. Uh, What else we got to talk about? What else we got to talk about? Oh, Eli, before we get into the other stuff, let's keep on the movies. Uh, this week is the two-year anniversary of Justice League. Wow! Yeah, did I know. You celebrate? You, yeah, I did <laughs> by watching the movie. <laughs> I bought me a donut. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah, I decided to just watch the movie again. You know, the thing like like Justice League because I knew it was coming up, so I decided to just watch it again. Oh, and also plugging my uh, well, our YouTube channel that we you know we're both on. Um. I did like a the Justice League, and I took the clips of it and made like the Justice League TV show out of it. Okay. <laughs> it didn't get any hits, but it's cool. I just was bored and decided to do it anyway. So yeah, that's how I decided to celebrate. Uh, and other people are celebrating also. Apparently, the cast of Justice League, uh, yeah. and they're all celebrating the exact same way. They all retweeted, released a Snyder, Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Now before it was just uh, the cyborg actor and probably the Flash actor just do it, but no, not this year. Now we got uh, Gal Gadot. You got Ben Affleck also retweeted yeah. it. And Zack Snyder actually returned to Twitter just to retweet them. <laughs> so that's pretty much the entire cast except for Henry Cavill. Everybody has retweeted it or, you know, got behind it except Henry Cavill. So it's weird. You got everybody saying release really Snyder Cut. So, you know, once they said it, it just Yeah, went. didn't Momoa say he actually seen it? Yeah, he said he's seen it. Uh, Zack Snyder, even two years later, is still releasing new pictures from it. You know, uh, I, I mean, not Aquaman. Momoa is still releasing new pictures from it. Batman, ben Affleck released a new picture, like him smashing a, a thug's head into a brick wall or something. Ooh, I want to see that. <laughs> not you too, Eli. <laughs> we don't need you to jump on the bandwagon now. <laughs> Down well, with the Justice League, you know. Yeah, well, Joss Whedon weeps in a corner. Right. <laughs> Like everybody just hates him. He, he he came in for cleanup. I mean, damn. Uh, but yeah, the thing about this, the uh, now we has got the whole thing about releasing Snyder Cut because everybody's you know back on the train again. And another thing is that an actual an ex, and this is a thing a story that people aren't talking about. An ex executive of Warner Brothers actually retweeted it. Oh really? But this is what he said. He said if Zack Snyder wants to finish the movie. He needs to put up the money himself. Okay. Which means that the movie is not finished. Everybody keeps saying release the cut, release the cut. The cut is not finished. The cut doesn't exist. If it's not finished, I mean it doesn't exist. So he can't just, just put the movie out. And would, the cut was the trailer. The trailer was the Zack Snyder. Right. That was it. Because for them to finish the movie, it would cost them the price of a movie to finish this movie. A movie they already put out. Yeah. And bombed. And, and nobody bombed. likes so they're going to release the movie again for a bunch of hardcore nerds online just for them to watch it? A whole yeah. movie? No. It's not worth yeah. it. 
should have got it right the first time. Now, yeah. let's go back. Let's go back to uh, the release of Just Lee because it's, you know, like I said, it's more information came out now than it was back then when it came out. We know why the movie was rushed to get it out there because we knew the movie, the CGI, even the people that worked on the movie said the CGI wasn't finished; they needed more time to do it. But they didn't care because the guy at the time, Kevin Sujihara, whatever his name was. Anyway, he got me too out of out of Warner Brothers. Oh no shit! But he knew it was coming, so he rushed the movie to get finished so he could get his bonus before they outed before they kicked him out. Oh, that's why. That's why. So it's that, all his fault. It's all his fault. Like everything, it's all his fault. <laughs> that's why he wanted the movie cut down to this. He didn't want uh uh. The movie to have a two-parter he wanted it one part he wanted the movie release in this f- fiscal quarter so he could get his bonus before they came after his ass so it's not bvs's fault it's still bvs's fault <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying <laughs> that's why it was rushed you know <laughs> because he knew he was going to be gone by that time so yeah it's a whole lot of backdoor drama behind this People keep saying that the family tra- tragedy and stuff like that. Yes, there was a family tragedy, but we already know now that Josh Whedon was already working on the movie way before any of that stuff even happened. Yeah, he was. He had been working on it forever, you know. Right, he was writing the script. He was already... Uh, it was supposed to be a trilogy and all that shit. Technically, not really. They kind of cut the movie down from that. But the thing was, he was never working on a Batgirl movie. They did that on false pretenses. To make him work on the Just League movie to begin with. All those jokes are like that. That was him. They were slowly... They were trying to get Josh Wheaton, you know, acclimated into the process so they could pretty much move uh, Zack Snyder out. And we knew that's what happened because when you look at the uh, Comic-Con right before Just League was released, you can look at all the faces. You look at the faces of the Just League members, cast members. You can tell anytime Jack Snyder's name was brought up, they felt sad. Anytime Josh Wee's name was brought up, they felt they felt sad. So you you know it was there was some stuff going behind. Ben Affleck like he was ready to leave right now. Like I said that then I like Ben Affleck's done. I'm telling you that right now. He's he's out of here. So should the just Zach Snyder? I mean, should the Snyder cut be released? Sure, why not? Here's the thing, like if they did it, and let's say they started a Kickstarter, would you pitch in? Okay. No. <laughs> but you just you just stepped on a campaign. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to start a GoFundMe myself. Do I do I get do I get in for free? Like if I'm do I do I get a producer credit? That's like, the what? thing because we've never had a major motion picture start a Kickstarter before. So how would that work? Because technically they do have financial backers, so we would be the financial backers. So they should put us down as you know executive producer. Well, then I want some creative fucking say, too. No, 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 no. That won't happen. <laughs> it's just like, you want creative say, everybody else want creative say. You know. Yeah, fuck that, then. I want my <laughs> Superman with a mullet. You know, like, no, no, no. Not going to have that. <laughs> I want the I want Wonder Woman and Superman sex scene in the sky. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. from uh, Yeah. And it had thunder, and it started earthquakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the world moved, Clark, or I felt the world move. Or <laughs> she's a stupid shit. Like I think she I'm pregnant some afterwards or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't God know, I think... bless you, Frank Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Since you said that, can we segue? 
Let's do it. Let's do it. I think you did it on purpose, but if not, you've just been doing no, it. No, I didn't. Me. I was just off the, off the top. You've you just been doing it. You're, you're a natural kid. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, from one crazy-ass comic book legend to another crazy-ass comic book legend. Let's talk about Alan Moore for a second. Even though you say the comic book section for later on, but let's get into it because this is too juicy. First off, happy birthday to Alan Moore. Yes, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Well, crazy bastard. Yeah, <laughs> crazy ass <laughs> bastard. Uh, Eli, we said today, uh, what is your favorite Alan Moore work? I, I put down, was it Inferno, that Swamp Thing annual where he goes to hell to save Abby? Yes. Here's the thing. That one. That, that one's book, pretty cool. I know exactly what you're talking about. That book may have accidentally created the Justice League Dark. Okay. Because yeah, they, never, had... they never teamed up before then. They were never a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Constantine's in that book. Uh, uh, Edrican. The Bedemon, yeah. Dead um, Man. Dead Man's in it. Zatanna's in it. Yeah. Oh, well, she may not have been in that, she, but she she showed up later on, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a great story. I mean, it's just a one shot of him. It's like Dante's Inferno, only with the Swamp Thing. Yep. So, <laughs> so awesome ass story. Yeah, I was going to put, like, if you're talking about long run, yes, his Swamp Thing. If you haven't read his Swamp Thing book, please go read his Swamp Thing book. It's insane. It's the, he takes comic book, like, that's the reason comic books are the way they are. There's so much stuff in this Swamp Thing book that affected the DC universe. It's insane. Like I said, the Dusty Just Lee Dark, uh, the Hawk People and the Rand War and the Adam Strange story. He may have invented that. That may have started in Swamp Thing first. Oh, the anti-life equation, all that crazy ass shit. It's 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 in that Swamp Thing book. It just gets fucking nuts towards the end. That's what I love about that book. Uh, favorite one-shot story he did was, of course, a Superman book for the man who loves everything. Uh, it was adapted into a Just League cartoon, but just the story actually, the way it's written, is fucking awesome. Mongol, what's the name? Mongol? Yeah. Be shit out of him. So, cool story. But another story that everybody seems to love the most popular answer that everybody would normally say would be Watchmen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alan Moore created Watchmen. Now, the funny thing about Watchmen is that he did it in a roundabout way that because DC wouldn't let him make the book he wanted to make. What he yeah. wanted to do was take the Charleston characters that DC had just bought and make a book with them. Now, those characters are Blue Beetle, The Question, who remember from Justice League Unlimited, yeah. Captain Adam, um, what's that other guy's name? The comedian is based on somebody I can't remember what his name was. Some some guy you don't really remember anyway. The protector or some shit. But anyway, DC saw what he was gonna do with these characters. Like, oh fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can make some characters based on these guys, but no, we're using these guys and putting them in the main universe. You take another Austin universe and do whatever the fuck you want to with them. And that's where the Watchmen came in, where he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Great story, political. Some people say it's the greatest comic book of all time. It's it's up there. It's up there. It's, it's up there. It's it definitely elevates the media. Yeah, I, I mean, comic books were regarded as one way before Watchmen, and then regarded as another way after Watchmen. Like people are saying, yeah. like Watchmen is one of the greatest literary, you know, books. Period of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's up there. Maybe not all time. I mean, you got the Bible, stuff like that. <laughs> the great, the best-selling book of all time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in every hotel. Though. Right. Not Watchmen. You know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it would but, be cool if there was a Watchmen copy in every. It hotel. would be cool as fuck if you had a Watchmen book in every hotel, <laughs> like right next to the Bible. Like you had a choice: do you want the Bible or do you want Watchmen? <laughs> oh yeah. So, but I mean, the thing we got to talk about, and that one thing, Eli, we do need to do is that we need to start talking about this Watchmen TV show. 
We've been getting yeah. requests. I haven't watched it. I have been. You have been watching it. I don't. If you're going to start watching it, then I don't want to spoil it. Okay, don't spoil it for me. I'm going to watch it. Because like I said, you you know me. I'm not really a TV watcher anyway. So you pretty much have to drag me kicking and screaming to watch a TV show. But I'm going to get into Watchmen, and we're going to start having more talk about it. Because we've been getting requests. We're supposed to be experts on this shit. And the most yeah. popular comic book TV show on a, on a, on TV right now, I don't know shit about. <laughs> it know? is good, though. It, every episode, it gets better and better. Okay, so I'm going to jump on the hype train. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon because I'm usually, you know, I pay no attention to any of this shit like Game of Thrones. Completely flew over my head. I didn't know it was a thing until season eight. So, <laughs> so I'm going to get on the ground floor with this Watchmen thing. So. And I've been doing my homework. I reread Watchmen this past week. So um, so I can sort of take in all the little details that this show is getting into. And it says yeah. a lot. And the thing is, when the show first aired, what, five weeks ago, something like that, yeah. Comixology had a, a sale where I bought the whole series for $5. So I'm going to reread it. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're going to be, by the next time you hear this, we're going to be Watchmen expert. We're going to be Watchmen out the ass. <laughs> Ask us any question. doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but for now, don't. <laughs> but the reason we're talking about why, uh, Alan Moore, because just like we talked about Scorsese and we talked about Coppola and everybody else shitting on comic movies saying they're not real cinema, now we actually have Alan Moore, who actually is a comic book writer, also shitting on comic book movies. Yeah. So it just gets worse and worse as it goes along. But the thing is, he actually didn't say this recently. He said it's like back in like 2016, 2017, something like that. But since his birthday, people are just resurfacing the stuff he's already said. So basically the stuff that Scorsese and Coppola and all that, he already said this years ago. Yeah. You know, he said that even when the Watchmen movie came out, like what, 10 That was like, yeah, 2009 or some shit. Yeah. 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 yeah, because I mean, basically, because he's saying like Hollywood is missing the point of it. I mean, because he wait the way Alan Moore said it, he say, basically said that Watchmen is unadaptable. You can't adapt it. It was made yeah. to be a comic book, and that's it. He was writing a screenplay for Hollywood. He was writing a comic book. Or, and the Watchmen, Zack Snyder's movie, totally misses the point. It misses the point. Like, yes, yeah. he he made it all the dialogue word for word, but you missed the tone of it. That's the thing what yeah. what he get because the thing was he was trying to make these guys assholes. They're not supposed to be likable. They're supposed yeah. to be what happened you put the uh power in the wrong hands. Meanwhile, yeah. Zach Snyder made these guys cool, badass. Like, no, you're missing the point, Zach. That's not what yeah. this movie's supposed to be about. You're not supposed to Rorschach is racist. You're not supposed to like him. <laughs> exactly. That's why when people watch the TV show and then watch the movie, there's a disconnect. Yeah. They're like freaking out. Yeah, there's all these like Comics gators and you know all these, you know pissed off fanboys saying that Watchmen is too woke and all this shit and like Watchmen was always woke, right? Woke. Like, like what the fuck are you talking about? It's too political. Like this is the Watchmen, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. So they're and they're taking because yeah, Rorschach. You know yeah, he's a badass in the movie, but in the comic he's kind of a dick. And I really. It, like I said, I I reread The Watchmen this past week, and I really paid attention to the uh, the appendixes in the back of the book. You know, there's articles and chapters, like chapters from the book that uh, the first Night Owl was writing, and then it's got the New Frontiersman, the article from the New Frontiersman, which is the paper that Rorschach reads regularly. Right. And it's like kind of a, this ultra-right-wing kind of racist magazine. 
and it has like racist cartoon characters and shit. I'm like, this is the shit that Rorschach was reading. Right. <laughs> and either Zack Snyder omitted that or he just didn't get it. Yeah. You know. And it's and yeah, I can see a lot of people like who don't who haven't read the comic are like, oh my god, they're making the they're ruining a character. It's like, no, they're actually staying true to the character. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't want yeah, to get we, 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 we've got plenty of time to talk about the later on. So basically, yeah. yes, happy birthday, Alan Moore, you crazy son of a bitch. That's what we want to <laughs> Putting curses on movies and shit, doesn't right. he? Isn't he... <laughs> anyway, let's talk isn't about he, some... Isn't he supposed to be like a sorcerer? So he thinks he's a sorcerer or some alchemist or some shit? He or... did say that. He did some say... weird no, or was that Grant like Morrison? That? Or is that Grant or maybe they have That's just high as fuck, man. That's all. They, yeah, they're all, all those fucking United all those British European comic writers. They're just high as fuck, man, because they always say some stupid shit when they interviews like, I just go to another higher plane. And I can Yeah, see, Morrison, yeah. Garth Ennis, Gallon Moore. I pull Mobius. these stories from another universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I go to another dimension, you smoke <laughs> acid, motherfucker. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. They're all, yeah, Mobius. They're all in some eyes wide shut sex party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all weird oh, shit, man. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about something lighthearted and fluffy and shit, you know. Right. Let's get to it. This is shit that everybody has been obsessed with for the last week. This is a new phenomenon. Let's talk about Disney+. Plus. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which is Disney Plus is just this new thing that is taking over. Um, they got me. That's how they got me. <laughs> they, they even got you, too. They said 10 million people, Americans, have subscribed to Disney Plus. Like, that's okay. a lot of people. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, and uh, like I said, there's all kind of things you can think of. People are saying they've been watching X-Men, watching Darkwing Duck, and DuckTales, and... and Whatever else, you know, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends. Oh, Eli, you know, there used to be this term Netflix and chill, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. So is it this Disney is, and Dick? Well, no, with some people saying Disney Plus and Dick. Some people saying Disney Plus and Thrust. You know, we're, we're still playing around with the terminology. We'll figure it out. That's what the, who the hell is having sex <laughs> with DuckTales? hasn't stuck yet. <laughs> it hasn't stuck yet, but it, it'll, it'll get there. But who's having sex with DuckTales? I don't know. Like, you're sitting there with your... You want to come over and watch some duck? I see Netflix. Or just, you want to come or and just watch some Dolomite? That, you do it up. I guess. So, just, just weird. I don't know. But, hey, stranger things have happened. And so, but yeah, Disney Plus has a bunch of cartoons on there. Movies. I saw the original... Well, not the original, but the live-action Lady of the Tramp remake. They stuck that on Disney Plus. I'm like, that's cool. Um, But the reason that we got it, Eli, you and I, not, not the rest of the world, us... We got it for the Mandalorian. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's what we went for. And Star Wars in general and Marvel in general. So like that. Now keep in mind, all the Marvel stuff is not on there yet. Some of the stuff is still on Netflix. So I got to wait for that contract to expire over there. But it gets, so there's still some stuff they got to get. Uh, but yeah, we saw the Mandalorian because it was this thing that we've been hyping up for the long longest. And we got a chance to uh, think about it. So Eli, I'm going to let you go first. Give your impressions of the first two episodes of the Mandalorian. Because that's what have dropped so far. Okay. Well, of course, because I'm a Star Wars baby, I loved it, I, especially the first episode. Second episode, I was a little like, what? That's it? You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, I wanted some answers, but I still minutes, enjoyed so, them. Yeah. yeah, I still wanted it. I, I still enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just watching this uh, sh shit, it's like, this is sort of 
finally geared towards, uh, dare I say, adults, you know, which is what Star most of the Star Wars fan base is now. I think are like, you know, guys our age hey, want to see some, some some grandfathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, who want to see some grimier shit in the Star Wars universe, and this this actually dives into that the scum and villainy side, you know. So we have this, yeah, the Mandalorian. He he's not Boba Fett. But it takes place after Return of the Jedi, and it uh, he's going on some job where he's got to rescue. Do I want to, we want to get into spoilers yet? Go for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he he has he's he's on some shady job, um, and where he's got to recover an asset. And the first episode ends with him him in an IG droid, which I thought was great. Uh, finding this little Yoda baby, that's what they're calling it, the Yoda baby. Mm-hmm. Um, since we don't know what species it's, it's Yoda is. not was. Yoda. Everybody keeps yeah. saying it's Yoda. It's not Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. And there was another species like Yoda on the Jedi Council in the prequel. I think her name was Yaddle? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Do you think they, they never Freaky clarified Deacon? what species it was. So. Yeah. But were, everyone's calling it the Yoda baby. Um and basically, the second episode is him sort of, he's got to take this, uh, he's got to get this baby back. And he got jumped by some Trandoshans. Um, those are the lizard Bosque-like characters. And he, he, his, his ship got stripped by Jawas. And he had to get his, you know, ship back together. And we still don't really know what this baby is for or what it's, what's going on or who really he is. You know, we don't get that sense. But other than that, uh, I, I'm I'm into it. I'm sold. I, I'm going to start paying for it after this week because I did the seven-day trial because I want more. <laughs> 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 but it's basically a Western. It's a Western. And it's, it's a Star Wars Western. You know, mm-hmm. it's Lone Wolf and Cub, basically. I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it because I saw that connection also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my thing about this is that Everybody's comparing this to is this the best thing since Return of the Jedi or whatever like that. Let's let's put that to the side. Let's put it aside. Don't don't compare the two because this is what we needed right now. As Star Wars fans, this is what we need. Yeah. Because the Star Wars movies in general, all of them, whether you like them, whether you hate them, anything like that, they're too big. They're too bombastic. You know, everything is about the universe about to be destroyed. We got to save the universe, stuff like that. And that's cool, but we had about 89 movies of the same plot over and over and over again. And they can be, you know, numb the senses while. We need something smaller. We need something dialed back. We need something personal. And that's what The Mandalorian has given us. Everything that has to be, you know, you know, uh, end of the universe or like that. We can have just a spaghetti western in space. And that's what's mm-hmm. it, because George Lucas <clears throat> took so much... Uh, you know, inspiration from everything: samurai movies, westerns, uh, old sci-fi fix, uh, Star Trek, everything that you can take a- aspects of that and just remake it and put it in Star Wars universe, and it would completely fit. Like when the Mandalorian is walking, you can even hear spurs in the background when he's walking, even though he doesn't mm-hmm. wear spurs. Yeah, just because it reminds you of that. Just like he, like uh, the basic base, like the comparison you can make is like with Han Solo. Now, Han Solo, to me, is right out of a Western also. He is a Western uh, figure, but he's more like Maverick. You know, like the gambler, 
the the Lone Shark, you know, the Vigilant. He's that type of guy. Where the Mandalorian is straight up Clint Eastwood. That's what he is. Yeah. The man with no name. Blondie, yeah. <laughs> right. That's what he is. When he walk in, I didn't even think he was going to talk. I thought he was just going to yeah. just be some guy and just be just badass when he start talking. And that's the thing. Whoever they got to play him, I don't know. That guy is acting his ass off. Because especially the voice actor, he's badass. But at the same time, you can hear humanity in his voice at the same time. And he has to act with a face mask on the entire time. And you can tell his emotions and his face expression, even though he doesn't make any facial expressions. Yeah. yeah so he was he, on Game of Thrones, that guy. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but the first episode, I was like, okay, yes, he's badass, goes to like that. Oh, uh, I did feel like it was some dead spots in the first episode for me. I know everybody else just freaked the fuck out. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, better than sex. I was like, it's cool. What's the next episode? See what it's like. But the second episode is actually what got me. Now, you said it was too short. Other people said it was too short. I get it. 33 episodes. But I did feel like there was no filler. I feel like everything in this episode was meant to be. It served a purpose to be there. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it captivated me more, especially when he fighting the Jawas. They even had like a little uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade reference in there, like an homage to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, just to reveal, and just the Yoda baby. Just, I know you was going to hate it, Eli. <laughs> I didn't mind the Yoda baby. I thought, it, like, this, the second episode, I think it got a little too cutesy. You know, and he's, that's you know, the episode that everybody loves. That's everybody that hooked everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. He's being too cute. He's crawling around. He's being a porg. He's being an Ewok. Yes, <laughs> he's being a, a, a holiday gift. He's baby group. Right. That's exactly what he is. They're already getting the plus toys ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, a couple times they were overselling Yoda Baby. But, yeah. But it, it worked because everybody went nuts over the yeah. second episode. And just the, the, the concept is intriguing. You know, the concept is there. The, fa- the fact that it was able to lift that big giant bull right. thing. Uh, and that was another thing. I, I-, I was hoping it was going to be another monster. I was hoping, you know, for a Rancor. I'm still waiting for a Rancor to show back up. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Since Return of the Jedi, I've been waiting for a Rancor to show. They showed up on the Clone Wars. Right. But that's that's animated. I want, I want a fucking Rancor in a movie again. <laughs> <laughs> or a crate. I thought it was going to be like a crate dragon because they said an egg. They had to go get an egg. Right. You know. So but you know the egg big... going to be from like a big, big monster or whatever like that. But yeah, I guess you think it's going to be bigger than that. So yeah. like a crate dragon or something cool. Not this big furry bee. Like it's a fur. It's a mammal. They don't lay eggs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. It's Star Wars. But either Star- way, you make I, your own you rules. Know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You know, it was fine. You know, for what it was. Okay. So and, and another thing, Eli. The Mandalorian made the Star Wars holiday special canon. Yes. So And the gun, because he's got the same gun. He's got the same gun. And I think the beast he was riding in there, because Boba Fett, Boba Fett was in the, the holiday special. But the beast that was in there, I think, showed up in the Mandalorian also. It was, yeah, the, and the, the thing he was riding had like a long neck. It kind of looked like those things that Luke was milking, the, 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 the teat. Yeah, in, in Last Jedi, the, that, it, they kind of look oh, like that. You rem- why you remind me of Last Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> we were having such a good conversation. <laughs> I could get it. Hey, I, I, I love the Last Jedi. <laughs> I, I know. That's why we banned Star Wars up until this point. I feel like it's okay to take Star Wars back out of the. I just the triggered a bunch of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rose Tico, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, so, yeah, but that's the thing. Holiday special is canon. Suck it, fanboys. Suck it, George Lucas. <laughs> Well, they were making, they were making, they, one of the, the characters, like, I'm trying to make it home for Life Day. Right, that's the thing, I made it home for Life Day, that was only in the holiday special, because the thing is, yeah. now, I, I, I listened to Cast earlier today, I tried not to listen to Cast before we record, but I got bored, so I listened to it. Now, they had a question on why the holiday special isn't on Disney+. Plus. There's actually a good reason for that. Because, it sucks. Yeah, that, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and when George Lucas sold the rights to Star Wars, he specifically left out the holiday special. Yeah. Yeah, so Disney doesn't own the holiday special. Because George Lucas went out of his way to try to destroy every single copy of that movie ever made. Yeah. Everybody but, who thinks they want to see the holiday special, you don't. It's, it's you really terrible. Don't. You it's, don't. It's Try watching it. It's on YouTube. I mean, the thing is, Eli, if, it's, if it's, you it's, can make it through the holiday special, I'll eat a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Eli, I mean, I try to make it to a good bit of it, but it's it's fascinating on how bad it is. That's the thing. Yeah, it is. It's like holy shit. It's like somebody they're using, made they're this. using like those video in camera like news news station like effects like for video. Like it's shot on video. Right. That's the thing. Is this? It's shot on video, and they're using like effects that they, you know, it's it's really bad. And it's it's that's the thing. You have to watch it because it's so bad. You have to watch it. Because, yeah. like, Chewbacca has his family that he can't get to. And they just talk in gurgles and, you know, Wookiee talk. There's the no whole subtitles. Time. No subtitles. You don't nothing. know what the fuck they're saying. And this thing goes on for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Fucking, you know, rest in peace to Carrie Fisher, but she was high as fuck. <laughs> right. Like, Mark Hamill has got more makeup on than she does. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the dude from Saw. Like, the... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. My fucking what's her name? Uh, Maud. What's that? Uh, uh, B. Arthur. Yeah, B. Arthur like, like, did a did a musical number. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is happening here? It's so bizarre. That's why you have to watch it. Yeah, uh, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Not not. I don't think it's bad in a good way. You know, the, like you know where you can watch up. Oh, this is total. This is just a pile of horseshit, but it's funny. Right. This isn't that. This is like no. This is bad. Like the bad. It's bad. It's so bad that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we're, we're recommending it basically for everybody that has seen it. <laughs> Just be prepared. It's it's bad. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't need to be on Disney Plus. I don't. It, like it if really it was doesn't. on there, if it was on Disney Plus, I would. I won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, holy that fuck should be shit. a bad. You talking about Last Jedi? You <laughs> okay? That, that is bad. bad. That is, like of all the shit George Lucas did, that is the one thing he does not want re released. Yeah, that should tell you something. Yeah, oh. it's too bad. I mean, technically, he could like. I mean, he's tinkered around with every other movie. There's, there's no know. fixing that. But I get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. He can't. He can't CGI in other characters and shit. <laughs> he could try, but it wouldn't work. Oh, CGI yeah. Idris Elba instead of B. Arthur. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about some other shit. That, okay, one more thing I want to talk about on Disney Plus is that for some people, everybody was shocked that yes, there is a Black Panther cartoon on Disney Plus that nobody knows about. Is so, it that one that uh, that was on BET? Not the BET one. Everybody keeps talking about the BET. Because that one was good. 
Yes, that one was good. That was awesome. And everybody keeps saying, well, it's not the BET when it shouldn't matter. We can have more than one Black Panther cartoon. You got 50 million Batman cartoons, 50 million Spider-Man cartoons, and we have two Black Panther cartoons. No. So, no, it's not the BET one. Uh, they haven't bought BET yet. So. <laughs> It's coming, don't worry. Uh, so, but no, there's a whole new cartoon. They play around with the mythos. It's actually like season five of the Avengers Assemble cartoon that I keep telling everybody is actually pretty good. But if I keep saying it sucks, go watch it. You'll like it because it got Thanos, Civil War. This, the Avengers Assemble, that one that came on like 10 years ago or whatever. No, that shit sucked. I know, really? You're talking about, wait, no, that actually pretty good. Avengers Assemble. No, that was, that was Earth Mighty's Heroes. That was the best okay. one. Yeah. yeah, this the, the world's one. about to break. That fucking theme. I remember the theme. Song. I love that theme song. Yeah. So this <laughs> the one after that one. Okay. The one everybody hated, but I kept telling everybody it's actually pretty good. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, just fuck hates. Just skip season one. Go to season two. Season two is fucking awesome. Squadron Supreme shows up. They fight Thanos. Civil War. Ultron. It's fucking nuts. Anyway, yeah. season five. Black Panther. The first two episodes are like an Avenger centric with kind of like Black Panther kind of in it. And then after that, two episodes, Avengers disappear. The rest of the season is just Black Panther. Just him. Spoiler, he fights the Avengers halfway through it. (laughs) That shit's fucking all. I was like, okay, I didn't see that shit coming. (laughs) So, yeah, it's the uh, watch it. Cool. Uh, Did you you watch any like movies on Disney Plus? Did I watch any movies? I think I did. I started to watch Fantasia. Fantasia was pretty good. Oh, I hadn't seen it in like years. Oh. I watched that on Acid once. It was awesome. I bet. <laughs> it sounds like it's awesome on Acid. Oh. <laughs> uh, what I mean, everything I've seen on there. All I did is watch cartoons on there. All I did was watch cartoons. I watched I watched Flight of the Navigator the other night. I will that... never watch that movie again. I'm sorry. Oh really? I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. I hated and that it... movie. It hadn't aged well, but I mean, I I had a good time. Remember when the teacher used to like bullshit around and bring out the 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 TV, you know, for class? Oh yeah, like it just killed in the movie, and then they just read your magazine. Like that's the that's the class for the day. The flat flat of navigator. Flat of navigator. I'm like, this movie fucking suck, man. Oh man. Oh well, they did that for me. It was Teen Wolf, and I hated Teen Wolf, so maybe that's. I guess so. Any movies played in there? That, that, sometimes the teacher will play some good, good movies on there, but no, not Flight of Navigator. I hated that movie. Willy oh. Wonka. They played Willy Wonka in one time. I'm like, this movie's awesome. Oh, yeah. Fucked up. He killed those man. kids though, but nobody said anything. But whatever. <laughs> no, and then I watched The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer is fucking awesome. It, I don't know why everybody hated that movie. That movie was awesome. '90s Jennifer Connelly. Woo! Man, I used to crush on her that, so that hard. Put, she 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 would put hair in your chest. Oh man, I, yeah. I used to crush on her back in the day. Labyrinth, fucking phenomena by Dario Gento. Yeah. Career opportunities. Oh yeah. Damn, Damn I'm gonna go take a shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. After quote, the podcast. Quote a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. After the podcast, you you <laughs> you can go with your phone and look and Google Jennifer Connelly in the bathroom after that. So, all right, but yeah, Disney Plus, awesome. Now, since we're sticking to Star Wars, let's talk about the video game section. All right. Yeah, because we actually got to play some video games. Because we got so so hyped up on Star Wars, we both decided to play some Star Wars. I guess I did play it. You did play it. You, you Twitch streamed it or something. 
I did Twitch streaming, yes. <laughs> or YouTube or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> right, one Charity. Mixer. It, yeah. You stream. Whatever. I, I didn't. I didn't know that shit. I didn't know. I, I never did it before. So I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a chance to talk, but let me go first. <laughs> right. I'm going to let you finish. But All right. So uh, I got to play a game. And there's a brand new Star Wars game that came out this week. The whole time when Mandalorian was coming out. And it was, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. So it is a brand new Star Wars game where you're playing a, a Jedi. Uh, I played about a, a good hour of it to get a good feel of the game. So apparently the backstory is... This was a kid back in Order 66. Uh, his parents were wiped out. He was trained by a secret Jedi that uh, that survived Order 66. And now he's got Jedi powers. Yeah, okay, that's all I know so far. So, he's a Jedi. Young Jedi. It's the it's the kid from Shameless. But those of you who don't have Showtime. I do not, know. Okay. He's Jerome from Gotham. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. him. So, all the same kid. Basically, he's making a name for himself right now. Really good actor. Uh, in here, he's doing the mocap and he's doing the voice acting. So, when you're playing as him, you it's him. You see him the whole time. You know, uh, the the game feels game feels awesome, Eli. It, it this feels like a triple A, you know, high quality game that they put money in. It feels like you know, it feels like a blockbuster movie. Let's feel like like this could have been another Star Wars movie. And I'd, I'd have paid my money for it. Yeah, you know. Oh uh, yeah, honestly, to me, out of everything I played, this might be game of the year. No shit. Yeah, it's it's just that good. Like it's just that polish. This they put money into this shit. You can tell. You know. Um. Now, here's the thing. I didn't buy the game. Oh no shit. How I got the game is actually an interesting story unto itself. Okay, so like I said, I don't have a console, I don't have a PS4, I don't have an Xbox, PC Master Race for the playoff. So I bought it on Steam, and then I realized that the Steam directed me to Origin, which is because the game is made by EA. So EA has their own, you know, platform also that you got to play the game through them. And I go on EA, and EA actually has like a, a like their own subscription service. Mm-hmm. And the game is already on their subscription service. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I can play it right now? Like, yeah. So I refunded the money back to Steam, went to Best Buy, got an EA Origin Access Premier card for $20 so they don't have to keep charging me every month, inputted that, and got the game. So I can play the game for a good month now and I play it. Not only that, I can play all the new shit that EA got. So I can play uh, Need for Speed, I can play FIFA, I can play Madden. Uh, that Star Wars game that you're playing. I can play that now. I've never played it before. Okay. You know, Mass Effect. All this shit I can play now for just $15 for a month. And Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And this not no this not streaming while I was doing PS now. No, I downloaded the game, playing it offline, so it plays just like like, like normal. So I'm cool. like, hey, why not? $15? I'll probably beat the game in a month anyway. There you go. Then after that, that's it. And if I want to play the game, fuck it. Uh, do it again. And then I don't just have just this game. I can uh, play Madden, you know, uh, or whatever the fuck. So, yeah. Honestly, Eli, this game is fucking awesome. I, like, I, well, it, I plan on getting it. Yeah, I want to get it. I'll probably get it for either Black Friday or Christmas yeah, or something. Because I'm thinking the guy that made God of War, they got him to make this game. Yeah, that's what or you're saying. To do it. And, and, it, and you can tell it feels like it. Like, it's, it's pretty much your standard, like, gameplay-wise, it's your standard hack and slash game. But, you know, mm-hmm. it just got that, like, the, the production level is just, like, 11 out of 10, you know. So it just feels better. 
But you know, it's got the the regular thing. You know, it's got progression. You got your normal enemies. You got your pairing, your blocking. You got your skill trees. You know, where you can pick your skill points and all stuff like that. Like all that stuff. You you know that stuff is in the game, so it's cool. But yeah, as soon as we finish the podcast, I'm jumping. While you go to the bathroom with Jennifer Connelly, I'm getting back on Star Wars. <laughs> I think I'm gonna take a shower instead. <laughs> a cold one. <laughs> Uh, let me say, we could actually move into the the meat of the podcast. Sir. Roundabout right way, we finally got there. So this is the part, the comic book bullies talk about comic books, and we're going to jump into it. And Eli, should I start with the X minute right now? Is it just going to be a minute? No. It never <laughs> is. <laughs> Damn it. never-ending story. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it's the, Let's start off with X-Men number two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, say, I did not read this. Okay, because there's actually two X-Men books that dropped this week. But I'm starting with X-Men 2 right now. So, X-Men 2 are also known as Meet the Summers, because, you know, it's it's this family sitcom. Okay, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so we're back in the Summers house, you know, you're playing the cute little theme song. Here's the story. Yep. (laughs) Cyclops walks to the room, hi kids, and you see, uh, you know, Phoenix Jr., your what's the name? Prestige, Rachel Summers, whatever like that. And Cable. Cable has been turned into a, a teenage boy. Long story, not gonna get into it right now. And they like, hi dad. They're like, hey, uh, so ever since so Professor X is dead. Remember I told you in the last book, Professor X is dead. They reeling over that. So we got a lot of stuff going out. So the island is on lockdown right now. Nobody can get in, nobody can get out. But they're sending me on a specific mission because for some reason there's another island out there that Krakoa is somehow drifting towards so we got to find out what the hell's going on and it might be monsters and evil animals over like this so kids you want to go on a trip like sure dad so they just hop in the plane and just go over there to the island they find some evil monsters they beat up some evil monsters they find another weird looking alien type thing guy and he's like uh who are you and they fight him but while they're all fighting the other island and krakoa kind of merge together like in a in a sexual way you know and kid cable is looking at you know cyclops like dad what the hell is going on and cyclops is like son what they're doing is how you got made you know so they apparently join together so they're like one island so krakoa and this other island called Areco are now one island called krakoa Reco or some shit and so mm-hmm. and they were while the summers were fighting this bad guy. The bad guy, like, oh, now that we join, we're done fighting. I'm home. Like, you're home. Yeah, I'm home because he's here. Like, he who? Like, they just leave. So, the night, that same night, Apocalypse comes out of the bushes and talks to that, that uh, weird looking white faced, pasty faced kid or whatever, like that, that's got these crazy ass powers. And he was like, I never met you before, but I know, I know where you come from. Like, who's your mother? Uh, my mother is war. I recognize war because this she's she's my child. So apparently, this white-looking, pasty-faced kid with like that is Apocalypse grandkid. And the reason they join together is because I don't know why they join together. It's actually one of those stories, like in House of X or Powers of Ten, whatever, like that. The out the island thousands of years ago were one island, and they got split apart, and Apocalypse saved them. So apparently, they joined together because Apocalypse has to do something because whoever split them up again is coming back and apocalypse is going to uh resurrect his four horsemen with their kids 
the four horsemen are his kids. So bad shit happening. Yeah. Cool. So it wasn't too much of a sitcom like it was before. But no, it was a sitcom because while they were fucking up aliens and shit like that on the island, uh, Cyclops was going to ask, you know, Rachel, you ever been on a trip before? No, this reminds me of Hawaii. Matter of fact, when it's over, we're going to plan a family trip. Yay! Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I don't give it four to five. It's still a fun read because it's still fun reading, you know, the family matters of sitcom of summers or whatever. <laughs> What do we do, baby? Without, <laughs> Without our... love. Rachel and Cable reminded me of uh, Alex P. Keaton and whatever Justine Bateman's name was. Shalalala. <laughs> and Wolverine. <laughs> As Nick. What's his name, Nick? <laughs> Mallory. That was her name, right? Mallory. That was her name. Yeah. And her boyfriend, right. Nick, that, that guy, the, the dude with the mullet. Hey. Oh, yeah. And they hated him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, funny thing I, like on hulu they had a, all the old uh family ties on there i actually went on a marathon a year or two ago and i was actually laughing it's a i, I look at family ties in a different light than i did when i was younger because i see what they were going for now you know because yeah. michael keaton i'm not michael keaton michael j fox was you know the 80s kid you know yeah. the yuppie you know, and he yeah. was in com- and the parents were like old hippies, basically. Yeah. Boomers. <laughs> basically boomers. Yeah. <laughs> so it was weird having this, you know, this conflict in class between them. So it, it makes more sense now that I'm older watching a show than it was when I was younger. Yeah. It was just I, at the time it was a show I watched when the Cosby show in. Yeah. It came on after the Cosby show. Right. Because <laughs> we it all the watched the I Cosby watched show. Right. <laughs> <We all watched. laughs> all right. All right. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Yeah. I I didn't read any X-Men. Don't worry. I read but, enough for both of us. But I did read Punisher Soviet number one, motherfuckers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Garth Ennis back on the Punisher. So that's a thing. That's a, that's a thing you need to follow. You know what I'm saying? If you like the Punisher. All right. Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs. Burroughs on art. So basically someone is going around killing Russian mobsters. Only it's not the Punisher. You know, so it starts out, Frank is going to some, uh, he's been tracking down this Russian gangsters, and he goes down into one of their hideouts, and they're all dead already. He's like, damn, I was going to kill these motherfuckers, but somebody already did. And he's like really impressed as how whoever this killer was, they really know what they're doing. Um, so he does starts doing some investigating, finds out that there's one Russian mob boss, you know, he's trying to go legit and trying to get into some real estate crimes, and the... Uh, Punisher goes and busts up one of his smuggling deals, and there's an action scene. Um, he gets uh, he, he he ends up getting the last guy alive. He ends up interrogating him, and he basically says that this that his boss, this Russian mob boss, has been trying to investigate the Punisher. He's been getting all this military intel on all the things, all the times the Punisher's has like shot up his gang, you know, all the time he's gotten hit by the Punisher. But it turns out there's some hits that the Punisher didn't do. He's like, hey, I didn't do a couple of those. So what the hell? So he starts staking out, you know, following the gang around, stakes out some guys, and uh, he's waiting outside of a bar. Sure enough, they get killed. He goes in, sees them all dead. There's some Russian dude in there with the gun going, damn, Frank, what took you so long? And that's where the book ends. Okay, they don't reveal who the guy is? Nope. 
So that's, yeah, so this is just issue one. And this is, you know, like I said, it's Garth Ennis, you know, back on the Punisher. He's been... Boys, Preacher, Punisher. He's he's born to write this character. Garth Ennis is just born to write the Punisher. He's totally relishing in the violence. All the, you know, his gun porn wordplay, showing off all his knowledge of warfare and bullet terminology. You know, that's all there, only it's the Punisher's voice. When the Punisher says all this shit, it sounds ultra cool. But like I said, you know, Garth Ennis on the Punisher is just, it's like Snyder writing Batman, or you know what I mean? Or, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, he writes yeah. it the way the character's supposed to be written. Yeah. Um, there's some really, there's a really cool scene where, you know, the cop, uh, Frank is talking to a cop, kind of, you know, getting some information. And he says this comment about how, you know, how cops are using our, you know, he just pays cops for information now. That's your tax dollars at work. You know, cops, <laughs> you know, uh, supporting vigilantism and all that shit. <laughs> nice. You know, um, so, yeah, this is a five out of five for me, you know. so Nice. Okay. Um, pretty sure it's going to be a class story, like I said, Garth in it. So, um, where is it going to go? With? Okay. So, now my second X-Men book, like I said, I guess the second X-Men minute, uh, <laughs> Fallen Angels. Name of this book. Okay. I almost checked this out just because... It was Psylocke, yeah. but then I wasn't sure if it was the Psylocke or... It's complicated. I'll I get into it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the book starts off, there's this, you know, this girl, I guess 10-year-old girl with, like that, with a butterfly tattoo on her neck. She puts this thing on her, her and her temple, and she just goes fucking nuts. Just starts killing people. Just starts, She's on this train. She just kills everybody. She wrecks the train, kills everybody on the train, including herself. Boom. That's done. So, cut back to Krakoa, and we see Psylocke. The Psylocke you're talking about. Not like white Psylocke, Asian Psylocke. There's two Psylocks. Just yeah. the Asian one. The, the, the ninja assassin one. The sexy one that we remember from the 90s cartoons. So like that. She wasn't yeah. a cartoon, was she? No, she wasn't. Whatever. Anyway, she's there. She gets a message from God. Saying that, uh, don't question me. Just like Abraham... Just like Abraham didn't question me when I told him to put his son, to grab a knife and put his son on the slab and stab him. You know, I'm trying to give you a message also. You need to go to Tokyo because there's this train crash happening. You need to investigate it because there's this evil God calling himself Apoc, Apoc, Apoth, Apoth, whatever his name is. I can't remember. So Apoth is wreaking havoc and you have to stop him. Because if you don't, he's just going to go fucking nuts. Because you don't belong on this island. You stay on this island, you're going to lose all your ninja, assassin, sexy, psychic skills because you're too safe down here. And the message ends. So God leaves her. So she's like, I get to go down, but they can't get off the island because, like I said in X-Force 1, Professor X got assassinated. So they locked the island down. You can't get in, you can't get out, that's it, because they, you know, security risks. So she goes to Magneto, like, Magneto, you got to let me, God talk to me. I had to go to Tokyo to kill this other guy. You're like, nope, can't go. I'm like, fuck. But I tell you what, go talk to Mr. Sinister and tell him that same story about how you talk to God. And maybe he can help you out. Like, I mean, are you telling me to get off the island while not telling me to get off the island? You're like, whatever you do after that, that's your business. I'm over here grieving for Charles. I don't know what you did. Matter of fact, we didn't even have this conversation. So that's it. So basically, Magneto's like hands tied, but he's telling her to do it, but not to do it. You know, so... She goes to Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister says, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll let you off the island. I'll make sure that nobody knows that you're getting off the island. 
and you, but you can't go by yourself. You got to recruit some people. So she goes to recruit X23 and Kid Cable. So, but X23 tells Psylocke, don't bring Cable, don't bring Kid Cable because he needs to be on this island. But me, on the other hand, I got to get the hell off this island because it's too safe here. And I'm a killer. I got to be in the action because that's what I do. But he needs to be here. So basically the whole thing is just Psylocke and X-23. They go to Tokyo. They go to Tokyo. They find some arms dealer that Psylocke used to have dealings with back in the day and stuff like that. They go way back, stuff like that. And uh, she's asking about the train crash. Like I heard there was a train crash and I heard this foot in the train crash. Pull it up for me. I want to know what the hell happened. Uh, and she goes to the train cast. She finds out the little girl that did the train cr crane trash, and she sees a butterfly tattoo on the back of her neck. She's like, oh, shit. And then she grabs uh, the weapons dealer like that, like, tell me who the hell that girl is. You either tell me right now or I'm going to shove my psychic knife in your head, scramble your brain like an egg, and find information out anyway. She's like, no, I can't tell you. They'll kill me. Oh, you're talking too long. Bam. St stuck the knife in the head. She finds out every fucking thing that happened. Turns out the girl is her daughter. That she had to give up while she was in Tokyo training to be an assassin. Because she had an affair with the older dude. And they don't want her to have an attachment of anything because it makes you a cold-blooded. Because having an attachment takes away from you being a cold-blooded killer. So they took the girl away from her. And now she just found out that Apoth, whatever her name, his name is, the evil god, has killed her, her daughter. She's like, oh, the guy got to die. You know. Um... They go, they, uh, Psylocke knows where they're making the drug at and where the other kids are hiding out. So they go right there and they find a whole bunch of kids there, but they find one kid still alive and Apoth is basically like saying, uh, oh yeah, I was waiting for you to come. Since you hunt me down, I'm going to hunt you down also. And then right before he says that, th that kid dies too. So Psylocke is like, they go back to Krakoa and she says, uh, Mr. Sin, I think you should do one more thing for me. I need to recruit some more people. To take this guy down, I need you to make sure that Magneto and the rest of the council doesn't know I'm going back and forth to the island because we need to find, because I'm going to go kill this guy. And something else happens in the book. <laughs> the end. <laughs> something else like big happens in the end, but I can't remember what happened. But anyway, <laughs> the end. Anyway, cool story. Brian Hill wrote this. Awesome story. A lot of biblical, like I said, the name of the book is Fallen Angels. So it's a lot of biblical references all through the book. Basically it's saying like Rakoa is heaven but there's a bunch but you just like you know like the devil got kicked out of heaven basically they're trying to make you know psylocke and x23 and all these you know these killers and assassins they're like you don't belong here you don't belong in heaven you the rebel angels yeah basically like that so it's a whole lot of biblical reference like even apoth i might be fucking the name up but even that's a name out of the, out of the uh out of the bible or something religious too, because they, I think they call it like a tetragram, something like that. And the tetragram is supposed to be like the, the real name of God or something. Like Yahweh. Okay. I know we're getting like super deep and stuff like that, you know. Oh, matter of fact, since we're talking about this, let me talk about one thing. That Abraham story. Eli, I know you know the story. Did it ever make any sense to you? Abraham? Yeah, the Abraham story from the Bible. The one where he's got to fucking take his kid and kill him for God and then yeah. God's like, psych? Yeah. That's fucked up. That, that didn't make any sense. Why are you telling this story in church? Yeah. I, I, I heard it. I used to go to vacation Bible school. Yeah. And I had to go, I had to do a speech on faith. And that's what I used. That was in the, my children's Bible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that, yeah, it wasn't, you... wasn't until I got older where I lived. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You just, just, we're not going to spoil it for you. 
<laughs> just go read the Bible. I'm pretty sure it's an Abraham chapter in there. Read it. We'll spoil it for you. You'll see how fucked up the chapter is also. Yeah. Uh overall, yeah, I'm gonna get this book up for oh yeah. I, I didn't explain. This is this is Asian original Psylocke, Lady Mandarin Psylocke. This isn't white Psylocke in the white in the Asian body. This is Asian Psylocke in the Asian body. Oh, okay. You took her body back. So there's two Psylocke's running around. You got Psylocke and you got white girl uh, Bessie Braddock running around too, but she's Captain Britain now, but whatever. So overall, I'm going to get the book. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 because X-23 is in here. And she just, I like I like X-23. She's awesome. So, All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, should I do Guardians? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I got Guardians of the Galaxy, number 11. Donnie Cates, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Smith and Victor Olazaba on the art. Okay. So, okay, anyways, the Universal Church of Truth has been converting, like, the universe um, into their slaves. Um, they even have, they have been cloning Drax to a big army, an army of clones, Drax clones, so they can kill death. And they also converted most of the crew of the Guardians of the Galaxy, except for Moon Dragon, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon, who's like dying. Um, and so basically, they go to rescue uh, the the Guardians. They go to the Church of Truth to rescue the Guardians, and they have a, a little child clone of Magnus. And so basically, this is just an all-out battle. You know, Rocket Raccoon and his robot mech suit. You know. Moon Dragon taking on this army of Drax clones. Moon Dragon like reads the minds of the Drax, and they're like, "Okay, that's that's not my dad. That's not the real him. So fuck him." So she just like fucking kills them all. So this is big, <laughs> big action scenes. You know, lots of fighting. You know, at one point, Magnus is right about to kill uh, Jason, the uh, what's it called, the the, the patriarch, right? Is that his name, the patriarch. Um, yeah, let's call him the patriarch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's right about to kill them. Because he's like, you, you know, you know, he's like, I hate you. You basically, you and your followers have turned me into like this villain. So fuck you. I'm going to kill you. But before he could do that, like all the slaves, like all the church slaves come and stop him. And it's basically every Marvel character from the cosmic universe yeah, is a And slave. the Star Jammers and yeah. And, yeah, and a bunch and, of old school guardians in there too. Yeah. Everybody is a fucking Church of Truth slave. So they fuck up, they they fuck up, uh, they they fuck up Groot. They stop Magnus and um, Beta Ray Bill. He throws Stormbreaker right through Rocket's mech suit and fucks him up. You think he's dead? Um, <clears throat> and then they got Star Lord, and they're like, okay, you know, we're what we're gonna do? We're gonna go to Earth now and convert everybody on Earth. And Star Lord's like, you know, well, you know, you you can't. This is Earth. You know, we got the Avengers, we got the X Men. They're gonna stop you. And then the Patriarch's like, nope, we converted everybody else. We can convert them too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but meanwhile, it turns out all like Groot has been fucked up. All the little Splinters turn into little baby Splinter Groots, and they go and basically help. Uh, Rocket out of that mech suit. It's all fucked up. Now, Rocket, he's dying. He needs this mech suit to survive. So he's, like, dying now. And basically, Rocket grabs his gun and says, okay, we better hurry. We don't have enough... We don't, we don't have much time left. And that's where the book ends. So Rocket's got a gun and a bunch of little splinter groots 
are the only ones that are left. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. I give it a four out of five. This is just a fun, breezy action book. This Guardians run with by Donny Cates has just been a lot of fun. So I yep. enjoy it. I think the last next issue might might be his last. Yeah, because he's gonna do Thor, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think. Okay, so next book I got is Event Leviathan number six. Uh, yeah, Mark Shaw's the Manhunter, the end. <laughs> okay. That's all we, I mean, it's a bunch of other bullshit that happens in the book, uh, but none of that shit is inconsequential. All you need to know is that Leviathan is uh, the old Manhunter named Mark Shaw and is actually setting up another arc called, wait, wait a minute, I'll tell you just. Leviathan Dawn. I don't know what it's about. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, the the plan was the reason he was going to do Leviathan. He was trying to destroy all the governments, and he was going to release every single secret on the internet. When I mean every single secret, like every single secret, uh, bank statements, you know, uh, all your photos, nudes, everything that were going to be uploaded, <laughs> social security numbers, everything to be put out there. It was going to just you know destroy the government and he was going to swoop in and just take over everything and somehow he's got a connection between the old manhunters that pre that are precursors to the green lanterns or some shit they never connected them before but you know bendis gonna bendis so why not <laughs> okay so yeah i'm just glad the story is over but all it did is open up another story so so it was just a build up for another yes another three out of five i'm glad this shit is over but it's not over <laughs> it's the fucked up <laughs> it's just begun right <laughs> Like uh, Dr. Manhattan says, nothing ever ends. Right. That bend just <laughs> never ends. <laughs> uh, so you got any more or I got one more? I got D I'll do my one DC book I read was Detective Comics ten fifteen. Uh Peter Tomasi writing, uh Doug Mankey and Jose Luis on the art. So this picks up where the last issue left off, Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. Well, Mr. Freeze has finally resurrected Nora. And they're going around and doing some crimes, you know. They're doing some dirt. They're doing, you know, they're getting money, getting paid, doing grimy shit. Uh, Mr. Freeze is a little concerned that Nora is enjoying it a little too much. She's kind of liking, she, she's enjoying being evil. So that's kind of concerning him. And then meanwhile, we got Batman, Alfred, and Lucius Fox. They're trying to unfreeze Mr. Freeze's victims of his experiment. You know, he froze a bunch of women to like, you know, so he could resurrect his wife and they're trying to save them. Um, and this was pretty cool. This this scene was pretty cool. This is why I like Batman. This is why Batman is cool. Batman basically says, OK, we have the serum, but we don't know if it's going to work on humans. So fuck it. Do use it on me. You know, because that's who Batman is. You know, he's like, you know, he's selfless. You know, he's, he wants to save others. He's, he's willing to risk his own life for the greater good. He's like, do it. Do it on me. So they, 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 they experiment on him. He almost dies, but he doesn't because he's the goddamn Batman. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, meanwhile, uh, Mr. Freeze and Mrs. Freeze, they're, um, there's trouble in paradise. There's drama going on. You know, Mr. Freeze is like, hey, man, yeah. You're you're not who you are where you who you used to be. You're getting too into this crime lifestyle. You know you're not the wife I married and all that shit. So she's like, you know, fuck off, man. I'm tired of being your 
little pet and blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm going to live my own life now. So she basically leaves him, and, you know, shoots him, freezes him and takes off. So okay. then Mr. Freeze goes to fucking Batman's like, yo, man, my, my wife's gone crazy. She's, you know, I, I know I've done some fucked up things in the past, but it was all to save my wife. But my wife, she's gone nuts now. She's she she she's tasted the life and she 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 has a you know, she has a craving for it now. And we got to stop her. And here, you know, if you help me, I'll help you. Here's how you save those women that I froze. So he unfreezes the women and then we have a team up. Batman and Mr. Freeze go after Nora. And the last panel is Mr. Freeze and Batman and Batman's in that really cool fire bat suit with the flamethrower and shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and that's where it ends. So I give it a four out of five. This is a, uh, yeah. Tomasi on this book is just a lot of fun. You know, hey. Cool yeah. Batman stories. And of course he's about to take over. No, not him. That's, that's Tinian. Painting. That's Tinian. Whatever yeah. his name is. All right. He can stay on detective, so that's cool. Cool, got two good good books going on. Yeah. All right, so I saved this book for last, Eli. Uh, now the thing is, like I said, I know that Eli, you always represent. You always represent for your culture. Okay. Anytime as <laughs> a book comes out, you always make sure that you you're gonna put it on. You're gonna uh, make sure because the thing is, we have to be the change ourselves. If we don't support our own books or our creators and like that, who will? Okay. So that's what I'm gonna do with this book right now. Is Far Sector. Now, yes, it is a DC book. Uh, it is a Green Lantern book, but it is written by uh, uh, the author and the and the artist, the author and the writer are both black. So when I saw that, I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought I thought it was a uh, that Gerard Way guy. No, not him. I would have skipped that book if it was him. Yeah, I think I he thought, did have some. It's input. a young animal, right? Yeah, it's young it's animal. A, yeah, so yeah. I think he so did have I some thought. some input. Like he did have something to do with this, but nah, it's uh. The name of the writer is N.K. Jemison. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I try not to support him. I don't like him or his band. So I'm like, fuck him. I ain't reading his comics either. Oh, that's why you boycotted <laughs> Umbrella Academy. That's right. <laughs> Everybody saw this show but you. Man, I hated the hate is that deep. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Kristen Stewart of, of bands. <laughs> okay. And we also had Jamal Campbell. Now, Jamal Campbell, he uh, drew it. He drew uh, Naomi. Okay, yeah, so yeah okay. I really, really love his art in that book, and he he brings it in this one, too. So, oh, shit. Yeah, so like I said, I'm going to go ahead and support this book. At least, you know, see what see what you have going on. So there's a big buzz about it. And it's a black Green Lantern, black female Green Lantern. Never had that before. So take the book out and see what we have. So basically what the book is about, uh, there's a murder that happens in this this sector. And this sector is, uh, but there's been 500 years since there have been the last murder. So they don't know what the hell to do with a murder because they hadn't seen a murder in a while. So they call the Green Lantern Corps to send a Green Lantern out there. So they send, uh, her name is Sir Jonah Joe Mullen. We just call, I'm going to just call it Joe. So they send Joe out there. She's a rookie Green Lantern. They sit out there by herself. And they're saying this is the furthest, like, sector that the Green Lantern Corps covers. Matter of fact, it might, might even be further past their sector, which is why the book is called Far Sector. Because it's so far out, they can't even send another Green Lantern out there to go help her. You know? Damn. So they send her out there to solve the mystery. She goes out there. Uh, they don't know how to do forensics. Forensics. They don't know how to solve a murder or anything like that. So she's just like, I'm lost. Well, let's just notify the next can. They go to this uh, meeting, and she meets like the three heads of the of the far sector. Now, the name of the city is the uh the enduring city. I might be fucking up, but it might be called the enduring city. That's the name of the planet they're on. 
and it's three factions. They call themselves the trilogy. They call it, it's the the head of the three trilogies. One of them is called the Nah. One of them is called the At At, like At, like don't at me. Yeah. Okay. And what's the last one? The Ecolo. I'm gonna be fucking that Kilo or some shit like that. Thorn people. The Thorn people. They got thorns and shit on them. So she talked to him and she basically said that she's already solved the murder. Like she knows who did it. She knows how they did it. Apparently it was one of the thorn people and they ate the person. But they didn't eat the people completely. They ate, ate, ate like half of them. They were like, well, that didn't make any sense because when we were violent, because basically these three factions would have like that 500 years ago, they were really at each other's throat. Matter of fact, there was two planets that used to uh, cover the enduring city. But you see in the background, the other city has been completely destroyed because they fucked each other up. So what they did that they erased all emotions for the next 500 years. And that's the only way they can keep peace with each other. But somehow if a murder happened and another person ate another person, then something isn't right. So the Green Lantern, you know, Joe, she already saying, I already caught the person. I already know who did it, how they did it. They locked up. But you're not worried about that. We don't care about that. We want to know about, will this happen again? That's what we need to figure out. And that's the whole thing. So she decides to go interrogate the prisoner, the eighth of the person. And they go in there and they say, oh, yeah, the person is sleeping. Oh, she got the itis? They're like, what is that? You know the itis? You eat so much, you fall asleep? We don't have that here. Never mind, it's the earth thing. So she goes there, but when she opens the door, the person, the eighth person, actually been busted open. Somebody ate them. And then some bug creature flies by, nobody can see him. And Joe is just like, stand back, the Green Lantern's on there. And she does her Green Lantern ring thing, and the book ends. So, yeah. Overall, I had to read this book twice. First time I read this book, I hated it. But then I read it again, saw what they were doing, the world building uh the play the characters they were putting in there uh and for some reason jamal campbell drew joe like thick as fuck like just games <laughs> like so i like this character oh uh, yeah overall I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a three out of five i'm still on the fence of whether or not i'm gonna pick up the second issue and not like that but i like this idea of a book if that makes any sense it was some cool stuff in there. And like I said, Jamal Campbell, you know, pencil is, is beautiful. And when I read again and, and read the world building they was doing, I'm getting more and more into the book. So I, I may pick up I may pick up the issue two. Fuck it. Three three point five out of five. Three point five out of five. That's my final score. Yeah. Okay. Uh cool. shoot any more books? No, that's all I got. You did all mine, so fuck it. Uh yeah. yeah if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, listen to our sister podcast, Geeks Have. Uh, definitely listen to Comics Cast. Like I said, Comics Cast did a whole bunch of other books that we don't do. So listen, and even the books that we did do, listen to them and see what kind of opinion they got on there. Also listen to Hulu TV. Yeah, they they really they re- you really made them mad for not liking that last Joker book. I know, man. They called me an idiot or asshole or some shit. I don't yeah, know what man, this you is. triggered them, man. You triggered them hard. Fuck that book, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suck Jeff Lemire's dick like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I completely forgot about the book till they mentioned it. I was like, "Oh yeah, we did review that book. Fuck it, whatever." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, go listen to Comic Cast. They, they give a whole bunch of reviews. Also, uh, get Valiant. We got uh, a wrestling podcast. What is it? Wrestling Council? Circle? No, the Council. Yeah, Wrestling Council. Yeah, Wrestling Council. Get Val- Valiant. No, talking about talk evolves. That's what it is. I'm confused. Uh. Eli may or may not be starting up in the podcast also. It's in the works. Did I spill the beans or should I 
Uh, we meant no, it's fine. We okay. I kind of mentioned it on Geek Sav, so you know we might be doing something new. So. Okay, so we might be you know reboot New Fifty Two. What is it? Five yeah. G? Yeah, yeah, rebirth. Yeah, <laughs> all that shit. <laughs> Secret Wars. Yeah, uh, I think that's all the podcast we name. Uh, next week we'll see what we're gonna do. Cause like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be Thanksgiving day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. You know, yeah. uh, we'll work our schedule around and we'll have something doing. We'll have something done because hey, we we got to talk about Watchmen eventually. Yeah, that's catch up shit. on Watchmen. We don't. Yeah. They don't want to hear about all this other X Men Fallen Angels bullshit, Eli. They want to hear about Watchmen. <laughs> the people have spoken. The people have spoken. Fuck Guardians of the Galaxy. Fuck Dinah Cates. I don't know who the fuck a Dinah Cates is. Talk about Watchmen. <laughs> oh, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about Watchmen. We're gonna squeeze it in some kind of way. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. <laughs>